Two hunters are reported missing in Bear Mountain National Forest. The Midwest sees the worst drought in 30 years. Civil unrest is imminent. The Northeast power grid has blacked out. Economists fear the worst with falling markets. In other news, the pandemic has gone global. Survival Tech. Hello and welcome to Survival Tech. Tonight is uh, episode 26 and we're going to be talking about vacation survival. Um, with us is uh, with me, my brother Matt. And uh, the special guest tonight is Andy. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm oh, all not good. Doing too bad. Very good. We might have some extra people joining in uh, later on, and so uh, we'll welcome them. And if not, we'll just get this episode started. Hey, sounds good, buddy. So, Corey, do we have any new members? We do. We have uh, Rizzo from Tampa, Florida. Uh, welcome, Rizzo. And Troy from San Jose, California. I'd like to welcome our new members. It's always nice to have a couple new guys to uh, announce every week. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give some news about the site. Um, we currently have 85 members, and in our forum page, we have 83 topics with 594 posts. So uh, we're doing pretty well. I'm uh, glad to see that number climbing. And as of right now, we have had 13,319 downloads. And that was from our server switch back in, yep. was it uh, mid-March, I believe it was? Mid-March, yeah. So we're doing, we're doing pretty good. I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. Um, congratulations to you guys. Hey, hey, and congratulations to you too, Andy, because, uh, you know, like, uh, like we had said in, in the last show, um, you know, episode 25, that was a completely brand-new format. Uh, we're following this format from here on out. Um, what we do is, is we've got a whole bunch of guys that have been, you know, proactive with survival tech, providing information, you know, good posts and everything else. And, uh, you know, they've been really key to help building survival tech. And by thanking them, uh, we made them uh, official co-hosts of the show. So, like tonight, we've got Andy with us. Uh, he's one of our co-hosts. Um, Last week, we had uh, uh, Dave Mack, and we had Sean, uh, Ohio Beagler, as he's on the forums. Um, you know, so we've got, we've got a whole bunch of good guys out there. And uh, so, yeah, this is, this is absolutely great. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with, uh, with how this site's building and, and growing. And, um, you know, we've... We've gotten you know good and bad and and everything in between um, you know with uh, with praise to uh, you know complete you know uh, disagreement you know and 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 that's what this is all about you know because no matter no matter what you can always learn something and uh, that's that's kind of the whole reason why we started this so all right well Corey uh, you want to go ahead and and start it. Well, tonight's episode is about vacation survival. Um, 
Davey Mack or D Mack was supposed to be on here as well, um, and this is kind of the reason why we we wanted to do this episode. Um, since he's not here, can you fill everyone in on uh, his story, Matt, so we can kind of yeah, I, I don't have it. Peace? I don't I don't have it exactly in front of me, so I'm, I'm going to you know be paraphrasing here a little bit. Um, what had happened was back in the end of June when we had the big power outage that affected. Uh, it, it, it affected multiple states. Um, hit Central Ohio pretty hard. Um, so, you know, those of us that were in Central Ohio, um, we got we got hit pretty hard. It actually you know, caused disruption with Survival Tech, as, as all of you do know. Um, it took us a while to get everything kind of back online and get our schedules back. Um, but while we were up here dealing with that. Davy Mack was actually on vacation at that time, and uh, when when everything hit, he was leaving, and so he didn't really, you know, worry about what was going on up here. What happened with him was he got stuck with um, the aftermath as it was in West Virginia and Virginia, and I want to believe that he was running like, well. Uh, I want to say it was like 80, 80 miles, um, almost on E, um, trying to find a gas station. Um, you know, there was power out everywhere. It was hard to find a place to stay. Um, you know, it was just, you know, the complete worst scenario, you know, to start a vacation, that's what happened to him. Um, you know, I, I, I do believe he was in a, in a rental car, and uh, they were going down, I, I believe, to South Carolina. Um, so he was driving right through West Virginia and Virginia, and Virginia got hit really hard too. And so when he got back and everything, and you know he emailed us and said, "Hey, you know what, guys? You know a good show would be maybe what can you do when you're going on a vacation to kind of help you prepare for the unexpected." So that's that's how this uh, topic kind of got kind of got started, and we said, you know what, that, that's probably a, a good quick hitter show, and, uh, you know, let's go ahead and try it. So, um, so that's about the best I can paraphrase. If, if there's anything left out, you know, I, I definitely apologize. Um, but, but the biggest part of it was, you know, him going through, um, you know, the disaster as it was hitting, you know, West Virginia, Virginia, and the fact that, he was completely out of his element, and, you know, because we, up here, you know, we were dealing with it at a local level. We knew where to get, you know, gas and everything else when you're on vacation. You might not know, you know, if you take this road, it leads you to a smaller town, you know, and they potentially might have power and gas. So, um, so that's, that's, that's pretty much the scenario. Yeah, I'm trying to find his email right now just to make sure we covered everything. Um, but I'm having a hard time locating it in our email. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good episode to cover, um, a good topic to cover. Um, it's not something you really think about. You know, you got so much other stuff on your mind uh, when you're planning on going on vacation and making sure you're not forgetting something. Um, besides your EDC, your everyday carry items that you carry. There's other things that you probably want to, you know, incorporate in case something may happen on the road or, or while you're while you're away. 
Um, and those are the things that, you know, you don't plan for that um, I got to admit I haven't planned for. Um, I don't go on very many vacations, it seems like, but, uh, you know, the small ones I do go on or, uh, you know, some of the other ones, when you've heard me and Matt talk about when we went to Mammoth Cave, um, yeah, I took some extra things along. Um, but that's, I think, just the, you know, boy going down into the wilderness, you know, want to be cool survival guy with that has all the, you know, bells and whistles with him. Um, but with that, it took up space, and space was something I really didn't have. Um, so I think that, you know, preparing ahead of time and, you know, knowing what's around you, that, uh, you know, this might help for those that are on vacation or plan on going on vacation. Because this coming Saturday, I will be heading to West Virginia. So uh, it should be interesting what I can learn from this and, and take out of this and prepare for that. Well, the biggest thing is, I guess, to start, what type of vacation are you going on? You know, because um, if you're going on a vacation where you're going to be hunting, you're going to have a little bit different gear with you than, let's say, if you're going to the beach. You know, it's just like with us going to Mammoth Cave. We're going down, you know, to do camping and, and everything else, so we had, you know, plenty of gear and equipment with us that would kind of help out, you know, with our terrain. But if you're going to the beach... And to go to the beach, you know, you have to go through the mountains of West Virginia and something happens, you might not be completely prepared. Yeah. That's a, that's a very good point, that uh, the situation that you plan for isn't always where you find yourself. So, Corey, do you have a, a list of any, uh, any, like, items or things that you would just pack with you no matter what it was on, you know, whatever type of vacation you're going to. And, you know, knowing that it's going to take up, you know, extra room, um, you know, do you have anything that's, you know, maybe a little bit smaller in size? And then I would also like to uh, hear if Andy has anything um, to add to that because um, I've, I've got a few things, you know, that, that I've been kicking around myself. Um, so why don't why don't Corey you start and then when Corey's done we'll see what Andy has to say and then uh, I'll finish it off and then we'll move on uh, to the next aspect. Well, I think when when I was thinking about this episode, um, I kept thinking that you know the gear that I would incorporate and a lot of times, you know that gear went back to my everyday carry or something in my you know three day bag or bug out bag or, or whatever you want to call it. But I usually take that with me on, on a long trip. Um, it has everything that, you know, I think I would need in it. It has extra food. It has water. It has, you know, fire-making shelter, um, the the seas, um, thanks to Andy, uh, that put them out there. And it's on our forum page. So if you don't know the Tim Seas, you can either check out our forum page or um, check out the uh, original source of it, uh, which is Dave Canterbury. I don't, don't want to forget him. Yeah, but, and you don't want to forget the 11th C. That's what I was just going to say. The 11th C, I think, is, is very, you know, needed, and that's communication, um, especially if you're away on vacation. In order to be able to contact local things around you, whether it be fire and emergency, um, you know, tow truck, AAA, you know, hospital, um, uh, other hotels or campgrounds that may be around, or to contact home to find out what's going on here or in case there's an emergency. 
Um, so you're going to need some sort of communication. Now, most of us will have a cell phone on us, but uh, what if that cell phone doesn't work? Uh, you know, what if your battery goes dead? You may not, you know, know all your numbers. I have a hard time remembering my wife's cell phone number. Um, I checked myself looking it up on my phone to find out the regular number. Um, it means it's not something I call every day. You know, I just go to her name and hit call. So, you know, having a list of numbers would be, you know, something that you should include with you, which uh, goes back to our SOP, which I still don't have up, which that reminds me, um, the documentation for it. But uh, that would be a good thing to include, you know, in your trip. Um, is any type of information and, uh, let's shoot, a phone number and address is a, a place that you're going to be down there and back home so you can contact them. So with you know my EDC, I I usually carry you know a pistol. Um, but with that, you need to check the state that you're going to be going in and make sure that your concealed carry you know license for your state is also accepted in those other states. And you have to you know look at those their laws and rules and how to carry. Um, and then I looked at it more as as far as looking at the information and where you're going and knowing hotels um, with my son who has epilepsy, I need to make sure I know where the hospitals are, um, if we're going to be staying there, you know, or we're going to be passing through where the major hospitals are uh, just in case something happens with him. So you got to know your own situation and who all you're taking. Now, obviously, I may not need to grab all that information, you know, if the children are not going this Saturday when I go to West Virginia. It's just me and the wife uh, and some friends of ours. So, you know, I'm not too worried about knowing where all the hospitals are. Um, and then make sure your vehicle is is ready. Those are some of the preps that you, you need to be prepared for, you know, extra. You know, make sure you take a tool bag with you with the, you know, pliers, screwdriver, hammer, because usually just beating on something makes it work. Uh, so on and so forth. Uh, a good meter would be a great thing to take, a multimeter, in order to check if you have, you know, voltage or if your fuses are good. Because when your fuses go, you know, go bad, and you can check them to see if they're they're still good. Because that can be a big pain when you're on a uh, vacation and then something happens with the vehicle and you're now you're stranded on the side of the road, especially if it's out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that's all. That's all good stuff, Corey. Um, one of the things that uh, that I've found to be an invaluable tool when I go on a vacation, you know, like a big car vacation, is a GPS unit, and that goes, I think, back to communications and knowing, knowing, or uh, like compass actually, and knowing where you are and where you need to go. Uh, the GPS unit, you don't have to pay that much to get one that has preloaded points in it. So when you get into the middle of nowhere, West Virginia, you can tell it to start looking for gas stations. And in a widespread power failure, that won't necessarily find a gas station that's open and has electricity, but there's going to be people around it no matter what. And I've had good luck in the past when I've been on vacations or long trips and had some sort of problem where when you ask someone in town, hey, you know, I've got a fan belt broken on my truck. I've had that happen before. Hey, I'll, I can help you out. I've got some, I've got some tools over here. I know where the auto parts are. I can give you a ride. I've, I've had that happen to me in West Virginia before. Um, so a lot of times, if you can just find people, you can get a little bit of help. 
the GPS has been a good tool for me, and that goes back to Matt and his free apps for the phone. If you've got a smartphone, there's a lot of GPS apps for smartphones too that you can use to find all those gas stations and things like that. I think uh, Scobbler's one. Most smartphones come with some sort of built-in GPS app. So those can be important tools that can help you find where you are. Something my wife has for her car, aside from the you taking along your 10 C's or your basic survival kit, my wife has for her car, and I'm making one for my car since I've got a new car now and got rid of my old junky man, is a sort of a car survival kit. Corey was talking about having some tools along and things like that. In my wife's car, she has her jumper cables and a road flare and the typical things you want to keep in your car and a flashlight and some good batteries to change out once in a while and water and a poncho in case she has to change the tire in the rain. That's all in a box in the back of her van. And also inside that box, she has a she has um, a gas can, an empty gas can, just a little one-gallon can. Having that can with you makes a big difference when you're trying to get gasoline for your car if you run out. Yeah, because you know if you get stranded, not having a gas can, you know, not saying not every gas station is going to carry you know gas cans. So, uh, you know, plus that's you know extra expense while you're out. But usually gas cans are only a few bucks, but still. Um, having that that capability with you in order to carry it back is, is a huge, a huge. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Benefit. Thank you. Benefit. Yeah, huge benefit while you're on the road. I'm usually stuck carrying a six gallon gas can <laughs> around in my truck because my gas <laughs> gauge doesn't quite read correctly. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm on a quarter tank or if I'm on E. Um, I know when I go to start it next and it doesn't start, you know, I, I need gas. So uh, I've been last uh, few weeks carrying around a six-gallon gas can with, you know, some gas strapped in the back of my truck, but I need to keep it above quarter tank or, or get the darn thing fixed. Yeah, One thing with GPS units, um, with the phone, there's two things. If you have, like, a store-bought GPS unit, um, I have a Magellan. My my maps are out of date, and for me, it'll cost more money to update the maps on my phone or on my GPS unit than it is to buy a whole new GPS unit. Um, I think it's like a hundred dollars to update my Magellan GPS. Um, so when I'm on some of the roads, even the local roads and like interstate that they've you know created bypasses to. I'm driving in the middle of nowhere because it, it thinks, you know, I'm not on the road anymore. Um, so make sure that you keep your maps updated. Um, a lot of the newer GPS units have, you know, lifetime free updates, um, which is great, and just make sure you do it. Um, and then on your phone, do the same thing. Make sure, you know, it's an up-to-date GPS file um, with all the maps, but also you have to worry a lot of them, if you don't have service, you don't have GPS. Um, if you don't right. have any type of you know internet service, so uh, I wouldn't you know it's a great thing to have, and I know um, with Apple with the new IO six operating system, it turns your your map into a GPS, and with the 4S and I'm sure 5 Siri, uh, you know tells you turn by turn. 
um, which is a great thing to have. And that's what I use in my truck because my wife has the other GPS um, in her Jeep. But, you know, it, if I don't have service, then it's no good to me. Yeah, I, I actually used the Apple one today. My uh, kid had a birthday party to go to, and I didn't know where it was. So I put in the address and used my, my phone for GPS because my wife has GPS, or GPS in her van. And I wasn't really that wild about the Apple one. I just didn't, uh, didn't like the map interface part of it as much as our, as our uh, I think we have a Garmin or Garmin, yeah, Garmin Nuvi 1350 with the lifetime maps because I figured that was probably a good one to get. It only costs $50 more, and everyone said maps cost $100 an update. So I went ahead and paid the extra 50 to get that feature. Yeah, uh, I've only used my iPhone app um, on the map package that you know the new update uh, just right. coming to and from work, which is I already know my way. So I wasn't really relying on it too much, but I actually tried it you know when I needed it. So it'll be interesting to uh, to do next time I go on on a trip. Um, I'll I would like to use both mine and then have the other use my phone and the GPS and compare the two together to see you know how much you know what the differences are and and where I can get improvement um, one of the improvements is from my regular GPS I definitely need to get a new one uh, since my maps are out of date mm -hmm. and it doesn't take long for maps to become out of date they do road work every every well every day. Like they, never, they never stop doing road work around here um, right. so you know after a year if you haven't updated your maps you know, you're out of date um, by far so you know that's something that you need to keep on top of and if you have the lifetime updates utilize them as much as you can yeah I know that uh, the the iPhone GPS on my phone that I use today it it didn't get me lost it worked I just didn't like the interface and the front end of it as much as some of the free ones I've gotten off off the iPhone store one of the ones I've used uh, a lot on my phone is called Scobbler. It's called GPS Nav based on Scobbler. And uh, that one seems to work pretty well. And I like the map interface of it. The only thing about it is the address entry is not quite as good as like on my Garmin. I can type in Dick Sporting Goods and it's going to find it. If I do that on the Scobbler one, it's not, it's not as good. At finding like Dick Sporting Goods or the Gander Mountain Store, I know on the uh, the I, I use the speed function a lot on my my GPS unit. Um, mm -hmm. I like to compare my speed, and you know that's something that it doesn't have on on the iPhone. And there's some of the other functions of like estimated time and then time to destination. Um, it has some of those I, I I remember flipping through, but it doesn't have all of them. I, I like having that. That visibility of uh, you know how much farther or how many much more di you know the distance to destination. Um, so you're just basically so I know. asking, are we there yet? All the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think I'm the only Android user um, in this discussion right now, right? Yeah. Right. Probably. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> you you both have iPhones and. I assume your uh, wife's have iPhones too, right? Not mine. Mine does, but <laughs> just the four, not the four S. So Siri doesn't talk to her. She doesn't have Siri. 
Well, um, the GPS um, that I use on my phone is um, it's called Latitude, and I don't know if if it's available for iPhone or not. Um, might be something that, that you need to look into, Corey. I like the interface quite a bit. Um, you know, it, it throws a Google Map down, um, and uh, it, it shows you kind of a. If you're familiar with Bing, it kind of gives you a little bit of a of a like a, a 45 degree tilt. Um, so it gives you a bit of a bird's eye view. Um, so you know what you just passed. You know um, what's coming up in front of you. Uh, at the very top, it lets you know um, how many minutes to the next exit. You know, and it shows you you know what direction you need to turn. And you know whatever the exit name is or, or road name that you're coming up to, um, it also tells you a distance. Um, so I mean it's it's really it's really good. I mean this is the only I've never had a uh, Magellan um, or a TomTom, Tom, so I don't know really how those interfaces are. But I can I can switch different layers, and I can either see the aerial or I can see just the uh, um, just a roadmap view, um, and then mm -hmm. I can actually put on different layers. So I think one of the layers that's built in is gas stations. So I will see all gas stations as they're coming up to me, and uh, uh, they're like little uh, little pinpoints. So if you see one coming up, you can go ahead and touch it, and it will change um, to take you directions. You know. Directly to that gas station. So you, nice. you see this gas station, you know, off the interstate or whatever. You can go ahead and hit it, and it'll tell you how to get to it. And then you can just, you know, reverse back and you know be on the road again. So I really, I really like the Latitude um, uh, app for um, the Android interface uh, for smartphones. Um, a couple things that that I would carry. Um, Along with my EDC, is I'll go ahead and I'll take a small tent um, just in case you have to. Um, it all depends on what you're driving to. Um, you know, some some of us who you know do have minivans and are taking a minivan, you can't sleep halfway comfortable in a minivan. Um, but you know, for those who are you know taking a car or a truck, you know sometimes. It might be better just to have a small tent with you, uh, just in case you are you know, broke down on the side of the road. You know that that definitely helps. Um, you know, giving I don't know. You know, you can go out and you can you know throw down the tarps and and everything else. But you know, just having a tent it kind of helps out your morale and it feels more secure than what it really is. So mm -hmm. I strongly suggest you know getting. You know, just a, a small tent that you can actually, you know, throw in. Um, and you know, I, I've got one. It's a, a three-man tent, and you know, it it doesn't take up any room at all. Mm -hmm. um, another thing, you know, jumping back. I mean, you guys hit pretty much everything I was going to talk about, um, <laughs> which is which is good, which is good because we're all on the same page. But um, uh, as far as the uh, uh, concealed carry and checking. You know, um, I believe uh, 
you know, all three of us, you know, we're we're very pro gun, and uh, if you have the ability to carry, you probably should. And mm-hmm. what what helped me um, when I was planning for the Kentucky trip um, was uh, it's a it's a website. It used to be it used to have this, you know, you know, apps dot web dot you know something, but it's it's called uh, Pack and Go Concealed Carry. Um, they've taken that, you know, apps.web address, and then they've they pulled it over um, into a brand new uh, uh, revamped website. Um, but if you type in, you know, Pack and Go Concealed Carry, I think it's on concealedcarry.net now. Um, don't quote me. Um, I will include it in the show notes because it, it's a great resource to have. You tell the computer what state you have your concealed carry in, and then you go ahead and you plan out your destination, and it will take you through all the different states that you're going to go through, you know, depending on your routes, and then it will tell you um, reports of um, each state and what laws that they have. So then you can take that report, you can print it off, and keep it with you, mm-hmm. and you know. We when we went to Mammoth Cave, we were only going from Ohio to Kentucky, but I had Ohio's laws with me, and then I also had Kentucky's laws with me. Mm-hmm. And I what I did is you know I had put it in a folder. Um, you know I had a whole bunch of information you know on where we were going and everything else. Um, but you know that was that was on one side of the folder, and then you know the other side of the folder was. You know all the all the fun attractions we were going to go see. Um, that that is a big resource to have, um, and uh, you know I, I strongly suggest you know getting getting used to the interface, playing with it just in case you do need it. Um, you know it, it's great to look at. Um, another thing with the cell phones, you know, it, it, it was brought up about you know possibly having dead batteries. We have Duke and Duchess shops around here. Um, it's a gas station. Um, they, I'm sure gas stations all around America sell this. Um, what it is is it's a, it's a travel charger. Um, they come between, you know, depending on if you want to buy the $12 one or if you want to um, pay for the $14 one, you get like six, six adapters, and then I think you also get 10 adapters, depending on, on you know, which price range you want to pay. Um, but what's nice about it is it's it's a wall charger that flips out and it becomes a um, a car charger, and then it also has an emergency charger on it to where you can plug a nine volt battery into it, and it will get you enough charge to actually use it and make a phone call. Mm. So I strongly suggest if you can find something like that around your area, go ahead and spend the twelve bucks. It's always nice to have an extra charger um, you know but something like that you know you can you can carry a, a nine volt battery in your glove box and just in case you know you have that so um, so that that's another thing that that I would definitely carry um, that's, a, that's a great little tool um, I have a uh, lock box for my firearm uh, for my pistol in, inside my car 
and uh, it runs on like I don't know twelve A batteries or something that to operate it. Uh, but it also on the side, if for some reason my keypad is not working or I don't have my key on me, um, it's got a nine a place for a nine volt battery to emergency unlock it. Uh, so I already have a nine volt battery with me, so that'd be a great thing, you know, to keep you know with me as well. So then I have multiple uses for that nine volt battery. Um, yeah, but I have one question for you. You shop other than the dollar stores? <laughs> yes, yes. I knew that was coming. Uh, I knew sorry, that was I coming. Put it in there. Hey, man! Truck stops, gas stations, and the dollar store. That's right. Guess, guess where you're getting your Christmas present from? <laughs> dollar store. What? One of the above. Right. So that's right. <laughs> truck stops got uh, some cool stuff in there. Well, actually, truck stops, you know, for vacation survival, that was, it's actually a pretty good segue. You can get a lot of stuff at the truck stops that run off DC, um, you know, that will help with camping or, you know, vacations and everything else from, you know, TVs, you know, different radios, I mean, you know, coffee makers, coffee makers. You know, whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's... There's all kinds of stuff that you can get, and you know maybe next time you're by a truck stop, you know just pop your head in and and just check out the gadgets that they have available, because uh, you know, trucker. What's that? Yeah, yeah so they have they have power inverters. And yes, they power do. inverters you can convert to 110, and then you can run you know most van things as long as you know the watts will handle it. Yeah. Um, which I I did get mine hooked up, uh, my power inverter. Um, into the Jeep. I have like, I don't know, 25 feet of cord hooked up to it. Um, so I'm able to take it away from the vehicle if need to. And I just plug it into the cigarette lighter and it'll run my son's nebulizer, which is only at 80 watts if you check the back of it. So, uh, it's a 300 watt power inverter. So it's, you know, no problem if I, you know, need to take that along with us, uh, on vacation, which is, which is, you know, great to know. So don't forget power inverters. I, I almost did, even though I carry one with me and it's in my car always. I, you know, I forgot to mention it. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, I only really have a, a couple more things, and then that's that's pretty much it for me. Um, the biggest thing is um, carry small denominations uh, it all, of money. It all depends on what you. You know, how you're going to be paying for your vacation, um, you know, if you're all going to do it on, on you know, some sort of a plastic card, you know, whether it be a, a debit card, a prepaid credit card, or a credit card, um, it's always good to have cash with you. Um, instead of, you know, depending on, on how much you can afford, um, I would say a minimum of $50 and a maximum, you know, probably $200. Um, but if you break that down into ones, fives, and tens, that will help you out in the long run, especially with power outages. Um, you come up to a gas station, you know, and you know they might, you know, they might have, um, you know, a, a backup generator, you know, just for the pumps, you know, depending on how far out you are, and they might not be able to, you know, run credit cards, but if you have cash on you, um, you know they might be able to take it. You know, and you know, likewise, you know, for food items. Um, for you know, survival, pizza. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, you know, smaller denominations are better because it, it goes it goes farther and um, when people don't have to break change, that's that's a big plus. Um, so I would definitely you know consider you know tucking a little bit back and uh, you know having having it in small denominations. Um, and then uh, I'll kind of lost my train of thought there for my my last point. Um, usually happens, doesn't it, Corey? It does happen. Yeah, get off on a small tangent and, and lose everything. Right. Um, I will make a comment about the money. If you are going to be paying your most of your vacation with you know with cash, then if you have a large sum of cash, think of you know tricky ways to hide it. You know, I mean, not so much you know hide it, but keep it concealed. Don't just have you know an envelope from the bank full $100 bills and leave it in your console or in your glove box. Um, if you know, you're in some area and you look like tourists and you're at the beach and you know someone sees you just walking down to the beach, knowing that you're a tourist, knowing you may have large sums of money, you know, your car might be a victim of you know, burglary and uh, theft. So don't leave you know, it just laying in an envelope you know, in plain sight or, or in, you know, the common areas as far as, you know, glove box or console or, or anything like that. Try and uh, keep it concealed as much as possible. Yeah, and that's, that's a good point, Corey. Small, you know, small denominations is better. If you're, you know, walk up somewhere and you're buying, a, you know, some pops at a gas station and you whip out, you know, a, a stack of $100 bills to buy $5 worth of, you know, pops, then... The guy behind you might see that, and you know you might be targeted down the road. Yeah, and see that's that's a big thing. You know, no matter no matter how safe you might feel in some sort of a tourist area, it does not necessarily mean that that's safe. Um, you know, there's the criminal element is everywhere, and you have to look out for yourself. Um, I, and, I would and say your the family. criminal element is more common in a tourist area than in. You know, except a bad, bad area town, just a criminal law is more common in a tourist area because they know that people they rob there aren't from there, so they're going to have a harder time getting a hold of the police to get someone after them. They're going to they're going to have a more difficult time identifying even where they are to tell the police they've got a problem if they're a tourist. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that's that's a really good point. Uh, Corey and I we lived in Daytona Beach. Um, for almost a year, and um, you know, it is it is a tourist area. Um, there's nice places, and there's some pretty rough places at Daytona Beach. Um, but some of the stories, you know, that we heard, and some of the things that we witnessed, and and uh, you know, there's you know, it's it gets rough. You know, it gets pretty rough in some of these places. And you know, Andy Andy brings up a good point. You know, I mean, you know, if you you know, people. You know, criminals aren't stupid. You know, every, everybody needs to remember that they're not stupid, and that you know, you definitely have to, you know, keep a, a good eye on yourself. And um, that kind of brings up my my last point. You know, just in case something does happen, whether it's you know a tire blowout or 
you know, getting lost or, you know, getting mugged or, you know, getting in a car crash, you know, whatever the situation might be. Um, you know, this, this, is, this is what I think is the, one of the most important aspects before you go on vacation um, is to go ahead and email an itinerary to not only, um, you know, somebody in your family, you know, that's, that's you know, local, you know, um, that is responsible and, you know, can, you know, take care of something at the drop of a hat. Um, you know, that's close to you where you live, and then uh, also carry an itinerary with you, you know, as you go. So then have, have manual check-in points. You know, hey, okay, we made it to, you know, the Virginia state line, and so I'm going to call this person and I'm going to check in. Um, you know, and let them know, you know, beforehand, hey, you know, we're going to be here about this time, you know, give or take, you know, bathroom breaks and, you know, pulling over for lunch or whatever. Um, but an itinerary is great because if somebody doesn't, you know, hear from you, then that's going to be the quicker that somebody's going to be looking for you. Um, and although I'm not a real big fan of Facebook, um, Facebook and you know even Twitter, um, you know that could help. You know maybe going ahead and making a page um, before you go on vacation, and so people you know that that you know will will follow, and uh, and they can go through and they can follow exactly you know what you're doing, you know where you're doing it, and uh, you know just in case there is an issue. Um, you know, somebody, somebody, you know, is monitoring that, you know, so they can help you out. Mm-hmm. And of course, along with that Facebook, though, if uh, you're one of those people that lets your profile and everything be public, I believe there's a setting for that, although I don't know why on earth anyone would use it. Some people apparently do. If you have a public profile on Facebook and you say, hey, I'm having a great time down in Florida, anyone that wants to rob your house knows you're not home. <laughs> So, you know, yeah, that's, that's to a good point about. too. You know, that's that's a good point where um, if you are going to make if you don't have a profile or even if you you know do have a profile, um, especially if you do have a profile and you have you know fifteen hundred friends, um, I'm not sure how someone can have fifteen hundred friends. I don't have fifteen hundred friends. Now but you know fifteen hundred people. No, not at all. But if even, you make, even including the ones I don't like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you do make a page um, new and you make it private and you set everything on private and only invite you know a few friends that you really trust, you know your brother or you know someone like that, and only and then once you're back, you can delete your profile. I mean, um, you can start and delete your profile as much as you want. It seems like. Um, someone gets mad and deletes the profile, and the next week they're back on because they're addicted to it. But uh, you know, if, if you just do it just for a vacation's sake, um, you know that way everything's private. So you do you don't have that situation where someone says, "Hey, you know, that person's home," because I mean, I got think I have I have a Facebook page, and I think I have like eighty eight 
people on there. Um, not that I talk to 88 people on a regular basis, but, you know, they're on there. So uh, that would be a good reason, you know, not for me to put everything on there, especially that I'm leaving, because even though you think you know someone, you know, you may not, and they may, you know, leave it open. Not, you know, they're having a party, they got some friends over, and Facebook's, their Facebook's open, and they can read your profile, and then those guys leave the party and hit your house. So that's that's a good point um, as far as, you know, letting putting all your information out on these social media networks. Yeah, and, you know, one thing, you know, just to kind of help, I mean, you know, you're on vacation to have a good time, but what exactly are you leaving? You know, I mean, you're, you're leaving your home and everything else, and, you know, if you're going across state or, um, you know, even to another state, you know, you're leaving your home vulnerable. Um, you know, one thing that's, that's great is, um, you know, if you do have an an alarm company, um, you know that's you know that that's definitely a plus. Um, if you can't afford an alarm company, um, automatic timers are great too. Um, you know, flip mm -hmm. on the lights, you know, for you know just a little bit. You know, I, I would rather pay a little bit extra um, in an electric bill. You know, because believe believe me, I mean, you know, with my kids and everything else. I'm constantly, you know, right behind them flipping the lights off because um, it seems like, you know, if I don't, you know, I turn around and every light in the house is on. Um, but yeah, if you run, you know, certain lights, you know, just a little bit, um, you know, during the night and maybe early morning, you know, it kind of will give the appearance that somebody is still home and, you know, that could, that could be a big deterrent. And with that, have your, your TV on a timer. You know, turn the TV on or the radio, um, you know, to give some, some audio there too. You know, just throughout certain times throughout the day that, you know, there might be high activity in the area, um, you know, unwanted activity in the area. That way someone, you know, hears the radio start going and they're like, oh, you know, somebody's there. So I know some TV... Other, other things you can do... Other things you can do when you're going out, especially if you're going out for a longer vacation, a week or two weeks or whatever, you can uh, have your mail service stopped so that you don't have to worry about someone coming over to pick up your mail. You can also do the same thing with the papers. So you don't have a bunch of newspapers laying out in the, out in the driveway telling everyone you're not there. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I was behind a guy a couple weeks ago at the bank and uh, he was talking, you know, the, the bank room was full. There was, you know, probably three or four other people in there, um, plus me and the uh, the guy I'm talking about. And uh, he was saying he was going on vacation, take the family on vacation for, you know, a week or two, and he pulled out $7,000 cash to go on vacation. And maybe that's not something you want to do with a room full of people, you know, in the bank. Um, be so loud and pull out so much money. And, and letting everyone know that you're going to be a while, you know, gone a while. And, uh, because, you know, I don't know everybody that banks at my bank. I, you know, it's a fairly small town, but uh, it's getting bigger every day, and there's people moving in um, that are, you know, not so good characters. Um, several years ago, I, I probably wouldn't have seen, you know, a big deal about it, but, you know, everyone seemed to know everyone. But anymore, you just can't you can't trust people. Um in general, 
Um, not everyone's that way, but you know, it only takes that one person that overheard, and not only does he now have seven thousand dollars cash on him walking out of the bank, uh, you know, we also everyone also knows that you know he ain't gonna be home for a while. So that's not something you want to do. If I'm taking a large sum of money out, I'm not advertising it all over the the bank, uh, you know, and so I'm not doing a dance and and singing <laughs> that I have, you know, I got five thousand dollars, but. I don't know, man. If you had $5,000 in your pocket just to go blow, you might do a little dance. Yeah, if I had it to blow, but that money had to come somewhere. (laughs) I don't have $5,000 to blow. So. Oh. You might have been going to Disney World. They get you to about a day and a half there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The happiest place on earth, right? That's right. They're happy. <laughs> they're happy going to the bank. That's right. I've never been your money. There. Yeah. Well, cool. Is there anything else, Corey, that that you can think of, or Andy? Can you think of anything else? I mean, a lot of it, you know, without rehashing, you know, an everyday carry, you know, carry paracord, and you know, this, that, and the other. Nice. You know. You know. <laughs> Right, I mean, right. you know, yeah. we, we can... A lot of survival stuff really doesn't have as much practical application on a vacation as it does if you're going out hiking or going out in the wilderness and stuff like that. You know, just like just like with your 10 CZ carrier, you make yourself a bug out bag, you have to think of the situations you expect to find yourself in. And like they always say, plan for the worst. If you're If you know you're driving through the mountains in West Virginia, you know you probably ought to have a little uh, an extra gas can or maybe even a little extra gas in case you can't find some place to get gas. I took a trip on a motorcycle when I was back in the Navy. I was riding from Ohio back to Virginia Beach. And the weather was great in Ohio, 70 degrees. I got up in the mountains in West Virginia, a cold front came in, and it was 25 degrees. I was driving through the snow, up and down Switchback Mountain. I was on a motorcycle. I was freezing to death, you know. And uh, I hadn't planned for the worst thing that could happen. I hadn't checked the weather thoroughly enough to see what was going to happen. So I made that little trip pretty miserable and, you know, near a near frostbite experience in some places. So it all comes down to, to seeing what your situation is going to be, making realistic assessments, and then planning for what could go wrong. You know, it's hard to plan for a mass blackout and power outage, but it's not hard to plan especially with the tools that are available on the Internet and GPS and stuff like that, it's not hard to plan for, well, I'm going to be along this route, and I know my car gets about 300 miles of gasoline on a tank full. I need to find 10 gas stations in this area where I can get gasoline. That's a good point. Yeah, have that's the information great. with you. You know, don't just look it up and like, okay, it's there, 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 but never write it down. <laughs> Take that information with you. And if right, you can't afford a GPS itinerary. unit, right? And if you can't afford a GPS unit or don't have a smartphone, buy a road atlas. Well, you should have a you. road atlas anyway. I mean, you know, just for backups. Um, you know, I think what our first, first or second episode, we were yeah. talking about road atlases. And yep. uh, navigation. Yeah, and I've got I've got one. It's all beat to hell, but it's a really good one for Ohio. Um, mm-hmm. It's the uh, uh, Ohio Atlas and Gazetteer, 
And, oh, yeah, uh, I've got one of those in my trunk. Yep. I mean, it's great, but it, it gives you, you know, it gives you uh, other roads, hiking paths, everything else. And, and uh, you know, that, that helps out, you know, quite a bit. See, that's where I fell off because with, as technology grew, I've, you know, misplaced or moved my atlas from cleaning out the car and, and I never put it back in and now I can't find it and I haven't bought another one. So that's, you know, this is why we have episodes like this. You know, so people is uh, you know, you may know this information, but it's the reminder because it just reminded me, hey, I don't have an atlas, and if you know, my GPS, which is not updated, fails on me, which it will, and my phone may not have service, which many times I don't, I'm lost. So <laughs> that's a good point that you know, an atlas is is something that you know everyone should have at all times. Mm-hmm. Or some sort of map for whatever whatever right. it is you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, another another handy thing to do, like uh, when I'm driving down to Florida, when we went to Disney World last year, and you go through several states on the way. Every time I dri- every time you drive in a new state, they always have a welcome center if you're on a pretty good sized road. Stop there. Take a look at the map. See where you're going to go through. See check your route through the state. You can get the number for the state police off that map if you want to write that down so you have it in case you have a problem while you're out on the road. That's a good point. Use the visitor centers as a as a tool. Right, and a lot of times, especially earlier in the year or right after they restock the maps, they'll have nice maps of the state that are free and you can just take. Yeah, and plus, I mean, those are always good places to uh, uh, stop off and and ask about. Um, you know, different attractions. Um, it's a good place. You know, usually they got vending machines. It's a good place to stretch your legs. Um, you can inquire about the alligator farms on the side of the road. Hey, stop right. and that's, that's <laughs> right, fun. right, Corey. Yeah, <laughs> that's every single road runoff pond that we drove through in Florida. You were telling me it's an alligator farm, and I was believing you the whole way. Yeah, because they're all fenced up and everything. So it was because of you know Florida DOT. You know they they had you know some spec that they called out for you know those uh, you know detention basins to be you know fenced and and man I had him going. <laughs> it was the greatest. Well, it's not funny. Yeah, he thought there were alligator <laughs> farms all over. <laughs> so well, well, I I think we've covered just about everything. Does anybody have anything else? Uh, yeah, I've got one last thing, and then we can close out the show. Um, it goes back to the uh, the tool bag, the you know survival kit for your car. Um, yeah, everybody's going to be shocked, okay? But don't just run out and get the ten dollar tool bag kit from AutoZone. Um, you know those tool kits have their place. Yes, they will uh, turn a nut and a bolt, but you pay, you know, what, what you pay for is what you get. Um, I highly suggest going ahead and getting Craftsman. Um, one thing is, if that tool fails on you while you're out, um, you know, you can type into your smartphone, where's the nearest Sears, and you can go and replace it right on the spot without, you know, anything out of pocket for you if it's a hand tool. So, you know, that's something definitely to look at and, 
and that's that's what I would I would strongly suggest you know getting a quality set of tools you know for your car. All right, and you got anything else? Nope. All right. Well, I want to thank Andy for uh, being a part of tonight's episode. Um, I hope everyone can you know take something away from this. If not, I, I hope it reminded you about something that you know you need to to put it in your car or to you know make an, a bag for your vehicle or um, you know start writing down information or letting people know where you're going before you go because you know things happen that are out of our control. And, you know, the more that we can plan for, the better off we'll be. Um, I want to tell everybody to, uh, you know, check out our forum, check out our website, uh, give us a call, uh, send us a, uh, email or a voicemail, and that number is 206-337-5682. Um, let us know what you think. And uh, until next time, stay alive, America.